This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, yeah! Yeah, baby. I think my favorite thing about this show is the sweet, sweet jams that we get to play at the beginning of every episode. Exactly. Bringing the funk, funk. Getting it started. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Guardians of the Galaxy after show here on AfterBuzz TV. Today we are talking about two episodes, because we were off last week, so we'll be catching up with episode 9, We Are Family, and episode 10, Bad Moon Rising. Which is an awesome episode title. It is an awesome That's episode title. my favorite title. so far. I, I agree. I totally agree with you, though I think overall I might have liked We Are Family a little bit oh, better. The episode, We Are Family, was definitely better. Yeah, yeah. But the title... I was more excited for Badman Rising off the title. I completely, completely agree with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get more into that in just a moment here. But if you guys have not done so already, please be sure to go on over to iTunes, subscribe, leave reviews, let us know how we're doing. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, remember you can always head over to YouTube as well and listen to our voices as well as seeing our beautiful faces and sweet, sweet dance moves during our intro music. What could be better? (laughs) Exactly. And if you are on YouTube right now, we are following along with that live chat as as well as the hashtag on Twitter, ABTVGOTG, because here at AfterBuzz TV, especially when it comes to cartoons, we love our alphabet soup. I am your host, <laughs> Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at Emma Fife, and I am joined by a wonderful panel of one and wonderful engineer as well. On the panel today, we have Taylor Bolt. <laughs> yes, hi guys. It's good to be back for, uh, this is my second and third episode. Exactly. It's all just, well, we're just throwing you right yeah, in it's, there. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Taybolt, that's at T-A-Y-B-O-L-D-T, or on the Instagram at T-Bolt, also B-O-L-D-T. And uh, in the booth, we have the wonderful Alexis Torres. Hey, everybody, I'm here. I'm ready to talk about how awesome these episodes are. And you can find me all over social media at ATorres890. And before we get into the episode, I want to say happy birthday <gasps> to Renji90998, uh, who joins us in the chat oh, almost every single week. Happy birthday, uh, yeah. Renji. Happy birthday, happy birthday Renji. Renji. We're, we're so happy that you are, are sharing your birthday with us here yeah. on, on the internet. It's amazing that like we're not we're not in the same state. I don't I don't know where you live, Renji, but it's really cool that like through the power of the internet yeah, that we can is all awesome. connect and with our powers combined. With and our celebrate wish a, you a birthday. happy birthday. Exactly, exactly. So uh so thanks for joining us and happy birthday, Renji. So what did we think? Let's let's start with the overall impressions of both of the episodes and then we'll kind of get more into what each of the individual ones was about. Overall thoughts, feelings. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I was much more excited for Bad Moon Rising, mm-hmm. I think, than I was for um, was it We Are Family. 
just because I didn't really know what to expect with we were we are family. Yeah. I thought so. I thought that that was going to be more about um, like the guardians being like, oh, we're a family yeah, now and yeah. we're together. We got each other's back. And actually, Bad Moon Rising ended up being more more like that, that episode. And we are family was all about Rocket, which yeah. is awesome. I totally agree. We are family just based on the title sounded like it was going to be yeah, kind of like a cheesy. I was expecting good. cheese. Oh, we're going to get together and love each other, but ultimately it was sad. Yeah. But in a in a really good, it's so it was strange real. to say. It's yeah, that's exactly what it, was it is. Real, like sad in a good way, meaning that you know the way that that episode ended was the way that it needed to end. Yeah, even though it wasn't necessarily the happiest ending for Rocket, it really wasn't. And he kind of took it. I thought he, he took it. Yeah. in stride. I mean, yeah. I feel like it could have been yeah. a lot more traumatizing than I, it was. Yeah, but totally. He seemed okay. He seemed uh, like he had ended up sort of. At the place that he began mm-hmm. at emotionally, which is is rough, but yeah, but yeah, he kind of went full circle in yeah, that episode. He really did. Yeah, but he, he got to talk to his family. It's a little true. Bit. It's That's true. Nice, I guess. Alexis, your your overall impressions. So, so I'm really happy that we finally got a rocket episode. Where I mean, because we we had uh, several times a rocket at Evernorth Health Services. We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Not several times, but we had right. one other time where Rocket was pretty emotional about. Right. Um, yes. Well, last last episode, he exactly. was. Had, yeah, we had a so pretty good Rocket episode. The fact episode. that we actually got to one see his family to uh, uh, go through just the motions. I loved. I loved that his whole family was kind of exactly like him, and <laughs> I loved just. I loved just seeing that whole side. I think that selfie really got to me after watching that. I was like, oh, seriously. Yeah. Also, I want hologram selfies. I know. Yeah. Come on, Apple. Come on. Get they, it. they were kind selfies. of like. Um, it, ultimately, it was. It was almost like. Having a, it, it was like a new school locket almost, right. but it was kind of, it was like contained in their wrist somehow, like as far 3D. as I could tell. Yeah, but it was like a 3D hologram, just like you would keep a photo of your family in a locket around your neck. Like yeah. back in the day, I feel like that's kind of right, like exactly. the more advanced version of it is what we're, uh, what we're seeing in, in Guardians like of the rocket, Galaxy rocket here. And Drax, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, a wonderful family photo. Just to, uh, address, uh, Star Drew in the chat, uh, the, so we're talking about two episodes today. For anybody who missed the intro, mm. we're talking two episodes today, nine and ten. And ten is the one where Ronan the Accuser comes back. So That is so crazy. Sorry, spoiler. I know we're, we're not yeah. into that episode yet, but holy like, that's crap. A big deal. Oh, that was yeah. so ridiculous. It was, I, was it was, I, I was not expecting that either, nope. and I'm actually not sure how I feel about it. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that as we get into that episode. But since, you know, we're already on the topic of We Are Family, which was episode nine, let's, mm-hmm. let's get a little bit more into that. Because as I was saying, I went into this episode thinking it was gonna be this kind of cheesy, where, where, fa- We Are Family to me sort of implied that it was gonna be an episode of the Guardians being like, we're totally a misfit family of me friends. Too. Right. Like me it was somehow too. just nuclear, like yeah. about them. Uh, no, I mean, we found out pretty early on. Well, I mean, we did have like that awesome sort of fight scene. Yeah. But yeah. immediately I was like, uh oh, because you see these robots come mm-hmm. back that were, you immediately recognize them as the robots that had uh, right. Rocket and Groot held captive. Right, right. And so I was like, this is not going to end well. Yeah. And then they caught them and I was like, oh, of course. Which that was going to happen. Did anybody else think okay. that these robots looked like super tricked out versions yes. of the droids yes. in like Attack of the Clones and in the, in the Star Wars oh, prequels? Yeah. I had two things. Oh, okay. One where I was like, Star Wars prequels? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, GLaDOS is now taking over. If you haven't played Portal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. I was like, GLaDOS is now... It was, a, it was a little GLaDOS-esque. Yeah, no, totally. I also, I had these, as a kid, I remember having these, like, I'm pretty sure it was a cheap knockoff of Transformers toys, mm. but that looked a lot like these robots, <laughs> where they were like, it was like, it wasn't like I'm a car, it was like, I'm this weird metal box that right, turns into a robot. Right, they're like a cube that evolves right. into, a, exactly. into a robot. Yeah. It reminded me of those. Yeah. It, you know, the, the robots themselves were, like, pretty creepy, I thought, especially because they gave them those, like, calm female voices. Right. Which is, which always is, like, 
umbrella facility in Resident Evil 2. Yeah, like, that's, that's the facility will self-destruct one. in X number of minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you choose to accept. No? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, what, what I got from that, which I did not get initially, because mm-hmm. watching, like, the uh, like the Rocket and Groot origin stories... Right. Um, I did not understand that these are... It's like an AI. They're completely autonomous yeah. I think and, and that was like I made that realization during this episode right that, oh these are this is like an intelligent species yeah. in a way oh, an artificial totally. species that just tests on animals mm-hmm. and stuff like that is creepy it is it gave it a much dark I mean it was dark to begin with from the origins because it's like this poor raccoon exactly and, and it was experimented family. on because I mean yeah. that's the thing is that you know though though Rocket Denies that he is a raccoon. He doesn't understand what a raccoon is. We, as the audience, know that that's exactly I mean, what he is. He's a raccoon. Is. He's yeah. an awesome, trigger happy, crazy yeah. raccoon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There ain't no thing like me but me. That's yeah. what he keeps saying. Uh, because, you know, he basically is addressing with Drax at the beginning of the episode, being like, Drax. You gotta, like, this whole thing, like, my family, my family, my family, like, you just gotta let that go. Right. I lost my family too, but, like, you don't see me whining about it. And, well, ultimately, and you don't, actually. No, you really don't. At no point did he really whine about it. I think that he, if he whined at all, um, I mean, he, okay, so his mother ended up being his mom sort of unbearable. His mom was a great character. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, come on. Like, show show some love. Mm-hmm. Please. Like, Rocket. I mean, it's it's fitting. Yeah. Other than that, like, knowing Rocket oh, as a character, yeah. oh, no, I, I totally understand and think that it's justified. Yeah. But yeah. as an audience member, I'm like, show a little love, guys. Yeah. Come on. He explains exactly where Rocket's from, where he got it from. That's why I said they're practically all the same at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Certain personalities. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that because, you know, it's something that we've talked about on the show that's gotten leaps and bounds better over the course of the past few episodes, this episode included, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've seen a lot of evolution in Rocket in terms of his character. He's not just grumpy and angry and fighting with Star-Lord all the time, but it was, it was <laughs> Though cool. Though he is, he is that too. He is that too. <laughs> he is that too, but there's there's more of a purpose to it. It's yeah. not just for like lame comedy anymore. Right. Um, he's really grown. Yeah. It's, it's really nice to see, especially like having two episodes back to back where we really get to explore him. I wonder if the creators were just sort of like, this is the character that we need, we just need to expound yeah. more upon. And they did it so nicely at just the right time I, in the season. Yeah, I totally agree. Just when he started to get interesting. Yeah. And now, I, I think Rocket's my favorite character now, which I, know. I don't know. I don't know if I could say that before. I, I, don't know I if definitely, I, really I definitely, one, like but... three episodes ago, could not have said that. I would have absolutely said Drax, hands down. Yeah, yeah. And Drax is still definitely up there. For oh, he's me. still a great character. But, but yeah, I mean, Rocket has seen some really, really nice character development. It was really cool in this episode to see his family all exhibit those same basic grumpy traits that right. that are so prevalent. Exactly. In and, and I have to say, I just uh, I just actually went back home to I'm from Tennessee for Thanksgiving. Mm, okay. And uh, when you drive around Tennessee, you see some raccoons every once in a while. <laughs> and now, for some reason, I think that every raccoon has a rocket like personality, <laughs> like buried beneath them. Like if I gave you sentience, if I gave you, or I gave, if I gave right. you. The ability to speak, you right. would be a little rocket. Yeah, you would just, and it gives, just be angry it, I gotta all the say, time. it gives raccoons a lot more depth. <laughs> and raccoons when you in think general, of them I would that just be way. really yeah. scared if I saw you running around Tennessee trying to like give a raccoon like a rocket. Oh, or, no. I still kept my distance. For don't sure. give those raccoons guns. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I would feel safe around Rocket the character, even just because no. he's, yeah. he's a little bit of a live wire. He's right? a, yeah, he's definitely a little bit uh, volatile. For sure. Great word. Yes. That's a really good Describe yeah. <laughs> so basically, we find out that on on the half world, this planet that they're on, that these sentient robotic life forms are using these crystals, which are somehow related to the cosmic seed. Right. So I I, I feel like there's a little there's a little bit that wasn't really explained. I, here. I agree, and I think intentionally not fully explained. Sure, it's to keep the mystery up. Yeah. But I, we gather that there's some sort of mining operation that they had, but this isn't the planet that they're from. They, it's like, there was, they go to this, so they, the Guardians go to this random planet where the cosmic seed energy is coming from, and they find this abandoned mining operation for these crystals, mm-hmm. but we learn somehow that, oh, these sentient robots that captured Rocket and Groot earlier right. are the ones that had this mining operation. Yes. It, it seemed a little, it's, I don't know, that's a little, like, uh, convenient, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I would have liked to have seen more of, of the ruin of the mining operation, especially since they accuse, uh, it seems like they accuse the Guardians, or at least Rocket, mm-hmm. of 
destroying or undermining those their, mining their operations. Their operation, yeah, I agree. So, like, that just happened, right? Like, right. that would have had to have just, just happened. Just happened, yeah. That that was my understanding of yeah. it. Yeah. And because, because, I mean, later in the episode when, when they go, when they go back to the robots to be like, hey, can't, you, you can de-evolve, right? You have that ability. And they're like, yeah, but we need some of that crystal and you right. ruined everything. We don't have any of it now. But, you know, Groot had, of course, sure, yeah, hidden he, he a, a little, bit. a little but shard I of it also, in his hand. I also saw some more of those crystals lying around <laughs> on that planet and they only needed like part of one. Like, right, they only in order to create one that crystal. Thank you for bringing that up because in my brain I was like, there were so many crystals on the yeah, floor. Yeah, just pick one of those up. A piece, yeah, a tiny little bit of it. Well, I, I was going to say, just need someone with arms. To I do think it. the <laughs> idea. I, I think the idea was that the highly evolved animal uprising had yeah. taken all of the crystals. Got you. Okay. And I think that they were the ones who had undermined the mining operation because you know they had taken over the lab and right. it was you know in, in some ways they were kind of running the show and the in yeah. in the the robots were almost. Refugees on their own planet. Yeah, in a way? They were, I mean, they were losing. Yeah, like, they were. Uh, I mean, they were in dire straits by the time they and it, somehow they had the resources to go capture uh, Rocket and Groot. Yeah, though not pick up a crystal, but capture Rocket and Groot at least. Uh, which, like, good for them on that. But I don't. I would have liked. I, I love the episode. Right. Like, yeah. This is one of my I favorites really so this far. One too. Too. But I would have loved to have seen either some remnants of the mining thing, or just like maybe we it justifies that oh these animals did destroy mm-hmm. this. And we saw, like, some sort of clue that they had been there. Not even, like, if right. we don't see them, maybe, right. like, like we see something weird, like like a walrus tusk. Or, yeah, like, yeah, something yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. a little... Just, like, footprints yeah. or... We were just like, what is claw that? Claw marks, yeah. I know, I know what you but mean. I'm, I'm being nitpicky, because it was still... It was yeah, still no, it was, it was definitely... It was a really good episode. And the thing that I, that I really liked about this episode was that it's, an, it's a theme that I really enjoy, which is that idea of... There were there were two really of like when does evolution go too far? Right. Because basically, you know, they're using these crystals to rapidly evolve these animals into essentially a more highly intelligent state where they are capable of speech and right. more advanced motor skills and governing a society, <laughs> so to speak. Yes. Um but but the other thing that that it was about was, you know, these animals who had been cruelly experimented on then turning on their experimenters. And it's and it's the idea of is that just as bad that it's kind it's, of the, it's that like revenge animal, plot. It's animal farm. Yeah, it's yeah. like these animals take over, and then all of a sudden, the revenge that they're exacting on the robots it goes mm-hmm. a little too far. Oh, exactly, and we see that. Well, again, it's a little convoluted still, but I, I think Animal Farm is a really good analogy here. Mm-hmm. It's like the pigs take over the farm, right? If, right. You, if you don't know Animal Farm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like it's like there's all these animals on this farm. It's related to the communist revolution. <laughs> But they, the pigs eventually, like, become farmers. Like, the animals revolt and the pigs become farmers. But it's like the turtle became the farmer in that sense. Mm-hmm. But then continued to carry out these experiments on his, on, like, his other animal friends. Right, right. Because he wasn't about to, he wasn't about to turn himself into a giant snapping turtle, you know. But he's no. totally comfortable turning. Doing uh, that to somebody exactly, else. Exactly. Yeah. Turning Rocket's older brother. And it's kind of sad because I feel like a lot of those animals, I mean, they were fighting the robots, mm-hmm. but they had pretty good heads on their shoulders mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, they knew where to draw the line mm-hmm. and they wanted to make sure they were safe, mm-hmm. but I don't think they would have sort of driven that final blow home. I think it was really just the uh, just the tortoise. And did we know if they've been, if they did this with other animals yet, if it was just, this is like the first like trial run? My, under- my understanding in terms of the like crazy Hulk Evolution, which happens a lot at the show. It's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it is Marvel, but I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah, but I, 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 my, my feeling was that this was the first time that they had ever forced a creature to Hulk out, basically. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which they did to, uh, to Rocket's older so, brother. So no one had any of these crystals. No. Why didn't they pick up a crystal when they went to this moon and, and undermine that? Well, maybe it wasn't them, I guess, because they maybe don't they ever didn't. say explicitly that they. I don't know. Stop the mining That's operation. A really good question. I yeah. Like you just need that. one little piece of crystal, guys. Just pick it up, just in case. It looks cool. Well, I mean, I mean, just as a souvenir. I was going to say. I mean, the the animals who've taken over the lab are using the crystals to to Mm -hmm. do the more accelerated evolution. Okay, but apparently these crystals work both ways because you know the the idea was that you know there was this this sentient group of robots who were evolving these animals and they were and and they even by their own admission said 
yeah, you know, our first go arounds, they were sloppy. They were, they were not good. We did bad things. Right. And we took it too far. It was nice to see robots with a conscience. It was, yeah. Just because if you're the least bit afraid of like the eventual robot uprising in the real world, then robots with a conscience is always sort of, uh, sort of a good thing to see in advance. Yeah. Um, well, and it, I, I just thought it was especially nice, you know, to, as you say, to see these sentient robots and to see these characters who were initially painted as the bad guys in this episode. Right. Because, first of I all... I love that turn. I love that Yeah. Part. Well, yeah. because, first of all, apparently... Uh, the rest of the Guardians did not know that Rocket and Groot came from a lab that they had been cruelly experimented That's on true. in. I feel like that would have come up yeah. in like one of their yeah. galaxy-wide that was a, that, car trips. Though I, did enjoy, <laughs> though I did enjoy that interaction where Rocket's like, yeah, we came from this lab. And Star-Lord's like, uh, nope, don't, nope, never told me that. I nope. think I would remember if you had told me something like sure, that. Sure, that's true. Yeah, that was um, <laughs> So, uh, but, but then to see, you know, because, the, you know, the robots come in and they recapture the, um, uh, they recapture Rocket and Groot, and they're calling them, you know, by their experiment numbers, like subject eight one P one three, which was Rocket's number. And they're because you know they set it up as oh they're going to capture them, they're going to take them back to the lab, they're going to do terrible things to them, and then that that was not the case. Yeah, that was not the well. Here's the thing: they do like hook them up to these weird little like. Shock probe things. Mm-hmm. And what was the creepy thing that they kept repeating? Like, cease all defiant activity. Yeah, something like that. And like, oh, like that, that just makes me want to rebel. Oh, yeah. It was like, de- even if I'm cooperating, that makes me want to go, Err. Yeah, well, it, was, it was definitely a little robot uprising, to be sure. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but then, you know, very, as the episode goes on, we come to learn that the robots are actually trying to undo some of their mistakes. Right. Well, I, it's, on the one hand, they're trying to save themselves. This is true from from the uh, the rebelling yes, uh, animals. experiment. Yes, from, from Animal animals. Farm yeah. on Half World. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, but the fact that they do admit to, I mean, we have these AI species, this, yeah. AI, this AI life form that's willing to say, "Hey, we messed up." And we want to just undo this and, and stop. And we're going to protect. Like that was the thing at the end when they're like, "We're going to protect all of these animals." Mm-hmm. Um, did they say they were going to cease experimentation too? Yeah, or did they, they just yeah, like, they said okay, that they, basically. I would the, I would want that to be one of the qualifiers. Oh yeah, also. basically <laughs> at the end of the episode, the the robot species, their conclusion is, you know, we're going to have this planet full of just these regular animals now, and we're going to take care of them. That's great. Yeah, you know, their species found a new purpose, which I yeah. don't really know what it was before. Was it just a we're going to evolve know. these animals? Yeah, I'm really I, curious. Though I think that is fascinating to have. Now that I think about it. You have an artificial species mm-hmm. that is driven by their interest in evolving biological Actual species. biological life forms. Yeah. yeah, it's like they want to uh, they want to see what like just like we're fascinated mm-hmm. as a culture with uh, with technology and with AI or robotics or anything like that. They're fascinated with organic life forms. Yeah, and and. Like it's you know it's like instead of the oh the new iPhone came out it's like right. oh the it's new like, raccoon oh, look, came there's out there's a new bunny yeah. rabbit today. <laughs> exactly we have a different <laughs> bunny rabbit uh, yeah. I think that's really actually a very cool sort of setup for that for that species it is and it and it almost causes us to like shine a mirror uh, look at, look at ourselves in the mirror a little yeah. bit where it's like oh we keep getting excited about new technology and here we're seeing basically technology get excited about real life, which is right. ultimately... That was the first thing I thought of all yeah. that. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal no, your no, thunder no, no, there. No, 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 I'm so glad you brought it up, because I was sitting there going, oh my gosh, this is just like us. Oh, wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. I so they can throw that in there. I mean, maybe kids might not be able to know that, but the yeah. parents who are watching are kind of like, Oh. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, I need to work on that. And I think I think this show appeals to to more than than mm-hmm. just kids. I mean, Disney I Disney XD has like that has an interesting yeah, demographic. They, yeah, they it's tend like older ish. Oh, kind of, yeah, it's like young teenager yeah. more than kids but I necessarily. Think that, that most of the most of the people that are going to be watching this show have, are very aware of of mm-hmm. like the world and and they yeah. have opinions well, and stuff. I, me, I had opinions at like age 8. I yeah, feel like. and, and to <laughs> me I just and I feel like That's this awesome. this episode was just this to me was very reminiscent of the other kind of programming that we get on Disney XD that isn't afraid mm-hmm. to right. to go as we mentioned earlier in terms of the end of this episode kind of take the real approach to right. it right to be a little animal farm and then a little yeah. a little 
bittersweet. At yeah, the end. it was and definitely a little bittersweet at the real. end. It's real. That's I mean, that's one of the first things I think we said is that it's just it felt so real the whole the yeah. whole time. So I, I admire that. I was yeah. I was so delighted to be very emotionally affected by the ending of this episode. I, was, yeah. I wasn't expecting for them to pull like tug on my heartstrings in this episode. Yeah. At all. I mean, I was happy that now that I mean we're not at the very end of this episode yet, but like I love how now Drax and. Uh, and Rocket now have a little hologram picture of their family. I know. Yeah. So oh, that um, little selfie that Rocket took. Oh, <laughs> tearing up. But no, I really liked how they were able to show that, like, hey, your fan, you might, you know, I mean, Rocket's not a teenager, but like, you know, for people who are watching, you know, your parents could, you know, cause problems and your siblings might drive you crazy, but you know deep down that if anything happened to them, you would miss them forever. Right. And the, the family is family. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, what it is. For, for those of you who, who maybe didn't watch the episode, hey, what's your deal? Go watch the episode. <laughs> watch the episode. But, Why are you watching this? <laughs> but but be, uh, at the end, we see that not only are Rocket's family, which is his mother, uh, his sister, and his older brother, but all of the other I animals know. that were evolved revert back to their initial animal state. You know what was really interesting, though, was that when Rocket initially uh, you know, came up with this plan to fire the de-evolution rate because they only had one shot and there were, at this point, um, you know, Rocket's brother and also uh, Blackjack and Walrus, the mm. other members of his, of, of, uh, of Ranger's sort of main crew. Yes. They had all become like the Hulk versions of themselves. Right. That was and, so scary. And, and, yeah, and so. The, the walrus, the giant, like, I know, right? muscly walrus. Totally. I was, I was just like, all right, seriously. Up my nightmares. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, Rocket couldn't choose just one of them to, to de evolve. He had to get yeah. all of them somehow. And because they had that barricade around the planet that basically prevented any transmissions in or out. Mm-hmm. He was like, I can fire at the barricade and it'll go over the whole planet. Now, when Rocket did that, he was under the impression that he was going to de-evolve too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge decision to make mm-hmm. because, I don't know, I mean, it's it's hard to relate it to like, I don't know what you would connect that to because it's a little far-fetched to say it's necessarily like a suicide sort of no, thing. No, 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 no. Not, not like suicide. Yeah, like martyrdom is a better yeah. word than it is. suicide. You know, you know what but, it honestly is, is you, I, I think of it this way. You are a superhero. You have some, you have this crazy amount of power and responsibility, and basically you're choosing to give it up. And in some ways, that would be nice, because then you could just go back to being normal. Sure, there's that side of it too. That's interesting, because he's, it's, it's a, it's a burden to be the only, the only one of your kind, yep. you know, for yeah. both Groot and Rocket. I think that's why they're so tight is because they both share that burden of yep. we are the – there's nothing else in this in and this universe like so us. they so much together. They yeah, have, really yeah. Have. Also helps. But I love how um, Rocket or Runt's mother <laughs> Runt, uh, yeah. just had that really touching moment at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad they threw that in there because yeah. had we gone that entire episode of her just being kind of like on yeah. 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 and, and then at the and then if there wasn't some sort of redemption of like a mother loves all of her kids yeah. at yeah. the end. Though I was like, you could just say like I love you I know. <laughs> instead of being like yeah, of course, I, I have yeah. to love you because I did like that yeah. she kept switching but, her favorite child throughout the course mm-hmm. of the yeah, episode based on who was benefiting her the most at that moment. Yeah, moms do that all the time. They do. They won't admit it. They won't say that. They do. But yeah. So, uh, but it turns out that because of the way that Rocket and Groot were evolved, which was different from the way that the the rest of these animals had been evolved using these crystals, the de-evolution rate didn't affect them. Right. So, was Groot was Groot evolved from? Did they evolve? My understanding, my understanding is that he absolutely was. Okay. They, they they had also you know that if if he'd been evolved using these crystals the way that the rest of these animals had been, Groot right. would have basically turned into a sapling. Yeah. Because <laughs> huh. if you look at like the Groot origin things, he was, he seems like he was, I kind of wish that there was more going on right. with that. But it seems like he's the the same as he was before he was captured. I don't know if they knew what to do with him or not, which his species looks really fascinating. And, yeah. Um, and he carries, like we, we learned that he carries like this like seed or something. The, mm-hmm. I forget what the world seed is. Yeah, they yeah it. I think the, that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah. where you can like like uh, he, but basically, he his species can come back into existence somehow eventually. Mm-hmm. As long as, I, if I were Groot, I'd be literally every time we got to a planet that had green stuff, I'd be like, uh-huh. let's try to bring, let's bring, let's yeah. revive the species, guys. Exactly, like, I'd be chopping off arms. Yeah, why not? Why See not? what happens. Um, but I'm excited for when that because I hope that eventually that does mm-hmm. that does happen mm-hmm. at some point. I agree. But in yeah. the meantime, he's the only one, and Rocket's the only one. 
And Rocket's the only one. It's mm. sad. Yeah. But, you know, it... As you say, it's kind of it's bittersweet. Yeah. Because they got to keep being amazing, and they didn't right. just go back to being. Oh, I mean, the basic versions of themselves. It would have totally changed the show if it oh, was like of the four guardians to, right. and like a raccoon <laughs> on the ship traveling that would be around so the galaxy. Terrible. I would, yeah. rather, it would not be a good show. I would show. rather just be like <laughs> yeah. the family. Just go. Yeah. yeah. And but, I thought the way they paced out the de-evolution was really good really too, well because done. you didn't know. Because, like, initially all the ones that had hulked out, they de-evolved back to their regular kind right. of talking animal form. Mm-hmm. But Rocket starts glowing. And then, yeah, and then it just continued, and they were just all little yeah. woodland creatures again. Oh, I felt so bad. <laughs> Poor Rocket. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And I really hope that there was a body of water nearby for that walrus. That's what I was saying. I was well, like, we this walrus. This, we know that there's water on the planet. Go. Uh, okay, good. Because, you know, we saw uh, Gamora and Quill and Drax going down the river and the waterfall okay, and right, right. all that before they ended up coming True. back to uh, to come to Rocket and Groot's rescue. Wait, no, that was on a different planet, though. Was it? Yeah, because oh. they go oh, to that's right. Right, they take them to a different planet. I'm, I'm that's counting out, right. There's got to be a pond. Because they take the ship. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's got to be a fountain listen, or something. They had to have gotten that walrus from somewhere in the first place. Exactly, well, I'm exactly. thinking that it had to be inhabitable because even though those animals were not their basic, um, not instinct, but you know what I mean, like their basic right. um, thing. Their natural um, habitat. Their natural yeah. habitat. Yeah. But the thing is that they were still living on that planet together. Sure. So obviously at one point they had to go get water. Or this go is get true. Food okay. Yeah, that's fair. But speaking of uh, basic, uh, our next episode, uh, the <laughs> the immaturity levels were quite basic. They yeah. definitely, definitely were. Yeah, wow. episode 10, as I say, I enjoyed episode 10. I just didn't like it as much as 9. Yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a fine episode. And the title makes sense now, mm-hmm. but I was expecting something totally sort of totally wicked cool, yeah, Bad Moon Rising. You know and what it, it is? Was, it was, it was I think, nice. I think that because, you know, we were off last week and said, and my life is a little crazy. So I ended up watching <laughs> these two episodes back to back over the weekend. Yeah, I did too, actually. And, yeah, me three. and I think that if I had not watched the two back to back I probably would have liked Bad Moon Rising a little bit better because I still think that Bad Moon Rising overall is a lot better than many of the episodes we've seen earlier in the season it's just that the three episodes right before it were so strong that it just it it felt and this is going to sound crazy to me because you know Ronan the Accuser comes back and it should be so exciting but it felt a little lackluster yeah I was kind of sitting there going Okay, so he's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it had and it had a much bigger impact, what? I think, on the story arc mm-hmm. moving forward. But in the meantime, it almost felt kind of like some filler stuff was happening just yeah. to make that happen. Yeah, you know, to make Ronan the Accuser come feel, back. And, like I feel like I, I we could have had Ronan disappear in this episode, and I would have been okay with it. Like, I, yeah, I, I actually sort of thought he was gonna disappear yeah. again by the end. I thought that he was gonna die again as and, soon as there was no like giant battle between Ronan. I was like, oh gosh, he's gonna stay, isn't no. he? And he did. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so now we have a big bad. And we have to find the cut. Wait, what? Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know what it is is that I think that as an audience member and based on stuff that we'd seen in the episode where uh, where Nebula came back, right. it, it almost felt like oh, she's gonna kind of take on the Ronin role she, with she the universal did. weapon, and she totally did, she did for a little and while, and then she brought him back and now Ronan's just gonna be Ronan again. I, I mean, I don't know if, if any if people in the in the chat like agree uh, I mean, with me, but I, I don't I didn't need Ronan the accuser I don't to think come back. That he's as interesting of a character. I don't think he has the depth that like Nebula has. I agree. Because she's she's connected to Gamora, right? And she has she's fighting for her own reasons. Right. And she's got something to prove. Yes. And she's like a little bit of an underdog in a way, just because she's been like sort of like yeah, absolutely, a to yeah, yeah. And then Ronan is just like this. He's just like this powerhouse of destruction, and yeah. it's a little, it's a little bland. So I was kind of, yeah. I was glad when he was gone. Yeah. I was like, good, okay, cool. We don't have to deal with that anymore. And now that he's back, it's like there could be some cool stuff that happens from that. Yeah. To me, whenever you do something like this, where you kill someone and bring them back, it kind of cheapens death. I, I feel yes. like that. I think that's what's yeah. bothering me about it too. And I, and I also liked. The the battle that was going on between Korath and Nebula right. to awesome. basically be the next Ronin. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. It, it was. It had. It had drama. I don't know. And it built yeah. those two characters. Mm-hmm. And so now, what do they do? They just go back to like they kind of have to like 
like devolve as characters. I agree. I would have I would have much preferred to just see Nebula try to carry on Ronan's legacy. I agree. Yeah, it it hurt my soul seeing that. I was like, it would have been really cool to see Nebula really step up and be like, you know, out of all the siblings, you know, you guys, you know, kind of. Uh, straight off the path and now I'm the one who's trying to run everything. Yeah. And it just would have been really like, it would have been nice to see like this this bad A of a female character just like, you know, villain just being like, hey, yeah. I'm here to rule everything. I don't need Ronan. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. I can do yeah. it. <laughs> I don't need no villain. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I don't need no villain. I, I think it would have been great to yeah. have her just like that and I'm I'm, I'm not like upset that Ronan's No, back. no, me neither. It's, it's not completely ruining the show yeah, for me. No. I just think that we had this really cool dynamic mm-hmm. and we had these two, I mean, Obviously, you know, we'd seen Nebula before in the movie, but we had this new perspective on Korath and on Nebula, and they had the potential to be these two interesting villains that want some of the same things and a lot of different things. And now, right. and now I almost feel like Nebula is going to be demoted to henchman, unless, unless there could be an interesting plot line of her realizing, oh, I didn't really want to bring Ronan yeah. back. We don't actually stand for the same things at all. Yeah, I thought that maybe because he's not actually Ronan, he's uh, the version of Ronan. Yeah, oh, she's right. an earlier like, version oh, of Ronan. Yeah, okay, I kind of regret doing that. No, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, that could, be, Which, that could be interesting moving forward, but mm-hmm. I don't know, in the meantime, it's like they have to step back, and it, it takes, what it does to me as far as in relation to the Guardians mm-hmm. is they have this interesting situation where they're fighting against these these sort of pocketed resistance groups it's like there's not like some there's not one giant universal force against them right they have right. to like they can deal with nebula and they can sort of play her off other other uh villains and and then now it's like oh it's ronin again like ronin is yeah ronin is the bad guy once more it, it helps in some ways but if here here's if if it ends up enriching nebula's character line right i'm all for it sure and if it doesn't I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree yeah. with you. It's like I'm not I second that. I'm not thrilled about it right now, but it you never know what's going to happen. You, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I feel like there's a plan because I don't feel like that's something you do arbitrarily as, as, I, hope as so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I don't know. Guys. So Let's you never know. That I think that the reason that I that it ma- it just makes me a little nervous that the focus is going to go so much back to being mm-hmm. on Ronan because he was the villain that was established in the movie, which, you know, right. most people who are watching and, and the series is in its way, even though it's not part of the MCU, it is a sequel to the movie. What's, no, what's your question, that's what Alexis? I was, saying. I was like, cause we talked about like you, me and Katie in the mm-hmm. beginning that we were like, okay, they said that it's supposedly supposed to be a sequel from the movie, but yes. it's not supposed to be connected. That to is correct. The movie. So basically, right. basically they expect if you're watching this series that you at least have a knowledge okay. of what went down in the film. Right. However, you probably saw the movie. Exactly. Yeah. However, if you don't watch this series, that's not going to affect your enjoyment of future Guardians okay. films because this is not right. canon in the MCU. Does yeah. that make sense? Right. Yeah, no, because I was really confused when he was like, didn't we have a, do we have to do another dance battle? I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't that from the movie? Mm-hmm. I thought we weren't doing that. Now I'm just confused. So yeah. Just oh, yeah, like, there are well, like little bits and pieces where yeah. they cross over. So I didn't know completely because they said yeah. they weren't going to do that. And then I'm like, well, now you're doing it. And now I'm like, ah. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of the 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 like previous versions of everybody that we saw on the planet? Oh, I, I mean, love Drax. <laughs> yeah, yeah Drax actually, I, I brought it up specifically because um, Renji in the chat says it was funny how old Drax told. Ronan, that revenge was pointless when Drax is a 100% revenge-driven character. (laughs) It was cool to see how everyone's changed. Yes. Um, Gamora, like old Gamora was just so one note. Mm -hmm. Just so like, I will, I will serve Ronan the Yeah, she was Thanos' daughter. And she has, she's so much more interesting now. I think Mm -hmm. it was such a good change. And, and and Drax, I I think also now that he's, he's fueled and sort of by revenge in a way, but he has that rational sort of Mm -hmm. basis for it. Like, I learned something about Drax from this episode. I agree. Yeah, I, about think, him his past. I think that um, both Gamora and Drax, the, the previous versions of them, were really interesting to see and really enriched their characters. Yeah. Right. I, just, I think so, too. I just love that you can tell a difference from Drax knowing that his family was alive to yes. Drax losing everything that he loves. And yeah. And he's only literally just the one don't. I love that. Uh, uh, Rocket was just like, I'm gonna gnaw everything. He was a rabid raccoon. Okay. I didn't really understand what Groot 
What his he deal was, was clumsy. Apparently, when he was, was younger, clumsier. When I he was guess. A I mean, sapling. I guess yep. when he was a, yeah, a little sapling. He was just like, I'm learning how to do. I'm things. learning how to powers. Yay, powers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. I'm learning how to superhero. Yeah, um, yeah. That yeah, I think that was what was supposed to be going on with so the silly. with Groot. Yeah, that well, that was it. yeah. The he, he had the least interesting. Groot and Rocket were both a little were both a little yeah. silly. Uh, but I but yeah, I enjoyed um, Drax and, and Gamora especially. I liked too that. We actually got to see, I think, a little of the change in thought process of Gamora's character when Nebula pushed her over the edge of the cliff with Quill, and he mm. rescued her, and she's like, what is wrong with you? Why, why did you yeah, do that? Why would you rescue why me? Why would you rescue me? And he's like, because we're friends, and that's what friends do for each other. This was, it was sort of, it was fun and also kind of unnerving to see Quill like hold down an episode like he was yeah, the crux of the whole yeah. thing and I was just like how's this gonna go I know because everyone else is sort of wild and crazy mm-hmm. I'm not sure I fully get why he didn't have any sort of like he wasn't reverting at all I guess it's his it's connection literally to the just cosmic poking scene. at the mm-hmm. fact that he has he's always immature yeah okay. that he's, a, that sure, he's sort of an nice. immature you know what it's um so I, I also do the uh the Ash versus Evil Dead after show, and one of the big things on that show, because you know it, it is it is a, a sequel to the Evil Dead films, is that the character of Ash Williams has not changed. He just he hasn't changed. He's just been like living in a trailer and not growing up, and he hasn't changed at all in the years between Evil Dead Two, because I don't have the rights to Army of Darkness, uh, and <laughs> and now. So that to me is is what was going on with Quill in this episode was. We're actually seeing that his, you know, kind of dumb immaturity and 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 dumb luck is ultimately a strength for him. Yeah, it's like he's uh, he's sort of constant in a way. Like he's he's a rock somehow within the group because he hasn't really evolved. I guess in the same way that the other ones have. Is that, is that, I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's always been that, this way. Yeah, he's always gonna yep, be this he's way. He's always gonna be this way. Like, and, untouchable. I mean, he has gone through turmoil. Like, <laughs> right. He lost his mom, and he got kidnapped, and now you know, and everything like yeah. that. But I feel like because of the fact that he's pretty much just kind of done his way this yeah. whole time. Port with Drax and Gamora and I, I guess Groot and Rocket. They've all gone through things pretty late in life and then they had to just kind of adapt mm-hmm. a little later. So with with uh, with um, Quill. Quinn. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like Quinn? That's not correct. No. <laughs> Quill. I've almost with, called him Quinn yeah. so many times. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, with Quill, I feel like because it happened to him when he's so young, he was able to adult in his own fashion. Yeah, so. Well, and and that he's just so – and again, you know, because we saw this in the very first episode when they were being, like, mind-probed yeah. by those creatures. And, yeah. and, you know, Gamora was having an emotional reaction to it, and Quill wasn't because right. he has no regrets. Yep. Right. Because he's he's literally just lived life the way he wants to live it and how – it's his rules. It's his way. Yeah. The highway. So. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, That's a really I, good character but, point. But I also enjoyed that, you know, so much of this episode was about how he was mm-hmm. incredibly loyal to his friends. Yeah, because, I mean, he could have just went, you know, and you know what? I can't change you guys. I don't know what's happening with this planet. I'm just going to go no. and figure it out. But he sat there and he's like, no, I want everybody to be on my on my team because we are a team. We're a, we're a mini family. We need to stick together and figure it out. Yeah, we are family. Again, this yeah, is, yeah. This might have maybe this should this have been is, the title. This is, I was going to say this is. I mean, I understand why it was called Dead Moon Rising because yeah, they sense. were on this this dead moon Mandala, which I thought yeah. Mancala the whole time. Like I thought the, it was yeah. Mancala. Like, Mancala. Mancala. I was just playing that game That's yesterday. So, yeah. so this is interesting. I, I actually yeah. I love the voice work for the planet. I, I did it, too. I thought it was actually really funny at first. I was like, what am I going to think of this? What's happening? I was yeah. very confused because I was like, okay, so it's a five-year-old, but with a Barry White voice? I'm still yeah. yeah, kind of. And it also sounds like – it sounds like there's a dude like on the other side of that mm-hmm. mountain just yelling really loud. You know, there's yeah, no real friend. sense of where the voice is yeah, coming from. My it's well, just kind of there. And it was interesting because you know, in terms of the scope of the episode, there was almost a parallel between Mandala's journey and Quill's journey where Ooh, yeah, where Quill point. was where Quill was you know he's he's very obstinate and does is unaffected by Mandala because he just he he already is kind of immature and yeah. silly uh and and you know him saying like oh you know you your sort of purpose in life is to make everybody 5 years old again so we can all play uh right. and at the end we see Mandala decide that 
he doesn't want he. I'm calling it he because it had a man it's, voice. I think it's, I think it's yeah. yeah. It's, I'm we're gonna we're gonna refer man. to it as a he, yeah. even yeah. though it's a planetoid. So it's neither male nor female, really. Because uh, he basically said, you know, I don't want to play anymore. I want to protect. And and it was it right. was very much in the same vein of of Quill immediately making that choice that he was gonna still protect his friends and figure out how to because you know he was gonna be there for them no matter what yeah, yeah and I love how he chose he's like hey there are times where you gotta grow up and stop playing I was like hey take your own advice yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. let's see yes. if he takes that advice as we move forward in I the mean, series I feel like he should because now I think the next few episodes even though I think uh, we have an episode next week yes yes um, that I feel like uh, as the episodes progress that I feel like he'll start to really uh, put more more of his emotional drive into it because he really wants to know, you know, where his upbringing came from. Mm-hmm. Why is this, right. why is he the only one that can open this box? Hopefully, obviously, we're still going to get our very quirky, childish uh, Quill, but I feel yeah. like as the episodes progress, we'll start to get a more mature Quill. I'm hoping. I just, just no, a I, bit, guys. I agree. Like only I, only a little bit. Yeah, only a little bit. <laughs> bit. Just but, a sprinkle, guys. And, and yeah. to be oh. honest, it, in some ways, I think we did see a little sprinkling mm-hmm. of that in yeah. this I episode. Because he, um, he kind of had to. It was sort of, yeah. it was on yeah. him like he had to figure out how to work with these people who were not cooperating, yeah. who weren't aware of the situation. Like, he, he was the only one who had the wherewithal yeah. in, in mm-hmm. the situation to figure it, out how to solve it. Is it weird that when I heard that their maturity levels were not all there or whatever, because it was an older version of these guys, that I wanted it to be kind of like the Justice League Unlimited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so where they were all children. Yeah, like Quill children, to, children. Yeah, yeah, like Gamora's like a teenager or something. Or Drax is a baby. I think it would be so that would be awesome. funny. I don't know if they've exhausted that episode idea. Yeah. I think they could, there might still be yeah. room for something. I think like it'd be really funny if, he, if Quill or Rocket and Groot had to deal with like child, child. like legit child versions. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I want. I wonder if you know if Mandela had not come around and and kind of stopped using that power. I wonder if you know they had continued to be under the influence of this planetoid. Would they have continued to? Revert. I don't know. Like don't go, know. go further back. Yeah, no, I yeah. That's interesting. That. That interesting. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. It could it could have been a gradual thing, uh, and they you know they they kind of went to the most recent previous versions of themselves. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't know. That's okay. so, like maybe it's just like set you back five years yeah. or something like yeah, that. Something. And had, like, cause yeah. Because things I don't know what the sense of time is. It, it pretty much just seems like before they had a drastic change in their life, we had that version. Yep. So right. it's very interesting. Hmm. Yep. So I, I have a question yeah. uh, in this episode. Uh, first of all, um, what exactly – so what was exactly the process for bringing Ronan the Accuser back to life? Did we really understand uh, it? It had something like, to do with with Mandela's ability to generate previous versions of okay. people. Yeah, we didn't was it, really Was get it connected to the Cosmic Seed? Was it somehow – Yeah, it yes. was somehow connected okay. to that because because again – and, and you know, this is, out of the ground this is like something that we, that we basically <laughs> – something that we touched on in predictions in a previous episode that mm. now we have fallen into this nice formula of we follow the boom box as yep. uh, as Paul yep. refers to right. the crypto cube as to the cosmic seed but basically anywhere that the cosmic seed has previously been it leaves traces of its energy so yep. that's why sure. they keep ending up on all these planets basically on a wild goose chase it, and it seems like they're they getting the stronger yeah. it seems like first of all I'm like is this thing just like hyper jumping around or yeah, like I wonder. I wonder what in the world is happening with this cosmic seed well because seed. because what what we know about the cosmic seed is that it has the ability to uh to speed up evolution and it has some kind of regenerative powers and it leaves traces of itself wherever it goes. Right. So I want to see what the full power is. Like, I, I want to I want to know what the full potential yeah, is. Like I what totally it actually agree. Does. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think that that is a, a good place to uh dive into some predictions Let's since do we're it. already Yay. dancing that uh that line as we speak. Nice. Especially <laughs> if we were just talking about dancing too. Yes, exactly. So dancing, kind of dancing the line, yep. predicting the future. Yep. And now you're after Buzz TV. This never gets old. This no, the light show cool. is the best. It's really great. Yeah, so I mean, I, as I as I was saying earlier, I think that we've now fallen into this this really good episode formula. So I'm thinking that you know, because based on what we know about the Cosmic Seed already, we're going to see more episodes of 
here are the other effects that the cosmic seed has on things, and they're all going to be growth, life, rebirth right. kind of related. Yeah, and maybe some negative effects too that yeah. are sort of related to like too much of that energy. Well, I, as we've, we already we've saw, some of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I, I think that's probably. I think okay. I think that. What I know, what I've noticed is that it's sort of this exponential growth as far as as they chase this thing and they get closer and closer behind its uh, behind its trail. It it gets a little bit more out of hand. It seems like it's escalating these like the intensity of of the things that they're finding yeah. in its wake. Like you go from like an abandoned mining facility in the last episode, and now this episode is like this planet can talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Weird. Exactly. So I'm interested to see. I predict that they. I predict that they find it soon. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know how much further it can go than a planet's alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Living planets. That's yeah. That's giving life to a planet yeah, is pretty intense. That is pretty intense. Um, pretty so intense. you know, we'll see. We'll see how long it takes him to actually hunt this thing down. Um, I one of my favorite things in this episode was I finally for the first time got a hint of what the universal weapon is. Oh yeah, yeah. What it does, I called it. I wrote down the universal joystick. Yeah, uh, that is basically <laughs> the Because he's like controlling this planet, but he can control this. He, yeah. I think he can yeah, wield like a, it like no like one a else. Manual can. Ca- like, yeah. like a manual stick shift. So yeah. then, so so then, what I would also like to see is I would like to see the weapon end up back in Nebula's hands now uh-huh. that she has the opportunity to really see to know what it can how do. it works. It's been a hammer up until this point. I know. It's been a glorified it really has hammer. Been. It really has. And then I was like, oh, yeah. you can somehow move this planet. Okay. Yep. It's, it's just gotten a lot cooler yeah, it for really me. Has. I'm, I'm more interested in it than I ever I have been. I think she's going to use the universal weapon to destroy Ronan because she doesn't like the way Ooh. he is. I would like that. I would <laughs> like that It would be the, like, the best revenge that uh, would be, point that is would when be, she yeah. uses the hammer on him. Yes. Bring down the hammer. That to me, yeah, yeah. That, that to me would be worth Ronan coming right? back. I totally, and I don't yeah. think there's a whole lot that would make that worth it. Like make Ronan's rebirth worth it. Worth yeah. it. But that that I would I would totally get behind that. Me way to bring him back and, and have Nebula grow like that yes. and make that decision. And while we're on the topic of revenge, before we wrap things up officially, I just want to share with you my favorite Drax quotes from each episode. <laughs> uh, in uh, episode nine, it was, "I hate water. It cannot be trusted." Yes, that water <laughs> thing was so cool. And in episode ten, uh, this was when uh, when Quill was going to fight Nebula, and Gamora said, "Oh, Quill, you're playing with fire." And, and Drax says, "No." Quill is playing with your sister, and she is not on fire. That we know of. Oh, <laughs> that we know of. I, love, I, can't, I can't remember which episode it was, but when he was trying to find uh, Groot's spot or whatever, right. like that. The uh, I can't remember what the, what he used the phrase was, but it was so funny how he's like, "Tell me, tell me where the spot is. I will help you." Yes. And I'm like, "Oh, Drax, yes. oh, adorable." So, audience, I will leave you with uh, anytime you come across a uh, g- great oh, Drax please. quote, oh, please. please tweet it at us. Tweet it. Are Using that hashtag ABTVGOTG because we all love Drax and uh, I think you guys I do. I think he's actually my favorite. And he's got some great stuff to say and it should be immortalized on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> In the meantime, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, Taylor, where can the people find you? Hi, people. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Taybolt. That's T-A-Y-B-O-L-D-T or on Instagram at T-Bolt. And Miss Alexis in the booth. You can find me all over social media as Torres 890 And you can find me, Emma Fife, all over the internet at Emma Fife. My name, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. If you're listening, those are all F's as in Fred, no S's as in Snake. They tend to sound the same when you say them into a phone or a microphone and then have it transmitted <laughs> into your ears. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We will be back again next week. We're looking at maybe a different time, so be sure to keep up with us on social media and we'll, we'll tweet it so you guys will know when to tune in live for those of you who did tune in live. Thank you again so much and we will see you guys all again next week bye-bye thanks guys bye executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire afterbuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the afterbuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit afterbuzztv.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of afterbuzz tv buzz you later the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of afterbuzz tv or its owners or principal